0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Lexi. Welcome back to episode three of Branded the Podcast. I'm super excited to talk about today's topic. I wasn't excited when I first started writing out like what I was going to talk about, but now that I've got it all laid out in front of me, I feel really good about this episode. So I hope that you guys enjoy this. Um, Really quick before I get into it, I just have some updates for you guys. If you are in the market for some horses, I have several for sale. I know that it is not the ideal buyer's market compared to what it was in previous years. Um, But we have some really competitive horses at some really competitive prices. And so if you are looking for something, reach out to me. I've got some stuff for sale and um, we're trying to get them moved for clients and for ourselves. So um, yeah, if you're in the market, let me know other than that um daniel and i went to the high point sign open house on saturday and that was super cool um we got to see a lot of people that we haven't seen in a while because they're just as busy as we are with all the horse stuff um but it reminded me that i wanted to talk about breeding and stallions and you know making horse babies and so um i am gonna dedicate an episode to doing that in the near future so just know that i do plan on updating you guys on the high point thing but I am talking about something completely different today. So that's going to have to get put on hold. But it is something to look forward to if you're not in horses and you wonder what the horse market is like and why we do what we do and how we breed and all that. I will um, get you guys all that information. But also for those of you who are in the industry and want to talk about stallions and stud prospects that look really good and promising for this year and crosses that I think will be pretty cool. I'm going to have all that in the near future also. So something to look forward to. But for today we're going to talk about what is going on with social media in this industry and i am not talking about how great social media is and can be i am talking about how awful social media has been lately and giving everybody that wake-up call that i feel like we all need because this is getting out of hand whether you're in the equine industry or not i feel like this is going to be a good conversation um for you guys to listen in on because this is something that can be applied to any industry or any, you know, aspect of life um even though these stories and these specific details that i'm sharing aren't going to be you know targeted towards maybe what your interests are or maybe what you're involved in i still feel like this is really important because if you are a business owner if you are trying to be a social media influencer if you are trying to work for a really big business i feel like these are all things that are really important to hear and even if you are just trying to figure out how in the world to be a better communicator on the internet this is for you so I am going to be really personal in this episode, talking about how certain things make me feel, talking about my opinion. Just know you guys don't have to agree with me, obviously. This is just my opinion. These are just my thoughts on the situation. But I've seen a downward trend on social media and how it's affecting people in my industry just over the past couple of weeks. And I just wanted to talk about it because I feel like if we can fix it now, it'll be better for us in the long run, and, you know, it will maybe prevent us from going even more downhill than we've already gone. So, stay tuned. This is going to be very, like I said, very opinionated. I'm probably going to go down my soapbox a little bit, so I do apologize if that drives you a little crazy, but I would also love to hear y'all's feedback, and um, hear y'all's opinions, and have conversations about this stuff, because that's the only way that this is going to get better, is if we have conversations about it, and don't just sweep it under the rug, and act like, things that were said weren't actually said or things that were done weren't actually done. So let's chat. Um, Yeah, I'm going to get into it. Okay, so like I was saying, I started seeing some trends on social media um, over the past couple of weeks. And so last week, I put on the podcast Instagram stories, a question box saying, what do you think social media has done for our industry, good or bad? And there were a ton of responses. And I'm super grateful for you guys giving feedback. Um, I did say that I was going to leave everything anonymous and I still plan on doing that. So I'm not going to say anybody's specific answer to the question. But what I did do is I kind of went through and arranged this podcast episode to go into specifics as to um, addressing like things that people wrote in about basically. And then obviously putting my own kind of opinion on it and talking about it and whatnot. But I'm not going to take anybody's words and throw them out there for you guys to try to guess who said what or, you know be rude to people that's not the the intention here this was supposed to be a safe place for people to actually say like how they're feeling about social media and how they're feeling about what's going on in the world right now as far as like the ag industry goes the equine industry goes so on and so forth so just know that that's why i'm not giving specific answers to the questions and that's why i didn't specifically answer those questions on my instagram stories because i wanted people to be comfortable with what they were saying um and and know that it wasn't going to be like put on blast on the internet so the first thing that a lot of people wrote in about and one that's like really near and dear to me is education and misinformation in this industry um so obviously i went to oklahoma state i talked about that in episode one um and one of the biggest things about being in the ag like the college of ag at oklahoma state is that every single class that i was in Every single professor stress the importance of being able to educate in this industry and being able to inform people on what is actually going on in this industry and what we actually do and why we do it in a good way. Like being able to communicate effectively and clearly, being able to get our point across without arguing with people, and being able to educate people for the better of like our, our industry um, and. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people about, you know, organic food or GMOs or sustainability or why, like, why do I eat meat and why I shouldn't be eating meat? Um, Just conversations with people that just don't really understand why the ag industry operates the way that it does. Um, Why do we, you know treat animals that are used for production the way that we treat them? Why do we treat rodeo animals the way that we treat them? Why do we do what we do with our horses? Like it all goes together. We are all one big industry. And yes, there are things within the industry that have happened that I don't agree with. And there are things in the industry that I do agree with. Um, And I know that that doesn't line up with the rest of the world and what people outside of the industry think or believe. And so I've had to have a lot of difficult conversations with even like my close family members and friends about why, you know, why they should change the way they think about certain things or why they should get more educated about certain things. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there like me that are trying to do that. But then there's also a lot of people out there that one, don't know what they're talking about and they're pumping false information out into the world or 2 they are arguing with people for you know their beliefs or what they say on social media or what they posted in their tiktok video or whatever and instead of communicating effectively they're coming across aggressively and it's it's giving people that are feeding off of our reactions our negative reactions exactly what they want and it's making us look bad as an industry so, I'm going to give you guys an example of something that happened recently that was pumping misinformation out into the universe. And yeah. So, basically, I'm not going to say any names um and just like I said before, this is my opinion. So, there was an Instagrammer. Um I actually followed her whenever I first started our HD dot Performance Instagram page because she had a lot of followers. I didn't know very much about her um other than what she posted you know face value like what her aesthetic was but she had like over 40,000 followers on Instagram and so I was thinking like okay this girl knows what she's doing in the horse industry um as far as social media goes So I followed her for a while, and I was trying to figure out, you know, why do people follow her? What is it about her that draws attention? Why do people like her photos? Like, what is she posting about that's so interesting? And I I did that with a lot of pages. Like, it wasn't just this page, because I was trying to figure out the dynamic of the equine industry on Instagram, okay? So I followed her for a while, and then I realized that a lot of people were following her for drama. And I was like, all right. I'm not here for drama. I'm 24 years old. I don't have time for that. So, you know, I did what any normal person would do when they're in a situation they don't want to be in. And I unfollowed her. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, she posted, she had got this broodmare over the summer. And um, I guess the broodmare was due for a late baby. So she didn't have her baby until like July-ish. But a a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was like a week and a half ago, I don't even know, recently... She posted on her Instagram stories and it started popping off and people were sharing it and reposting it and posting screenshots of it and everything else. So I go to her Instagram stories and I start watching them and basically what had happened was her foal got really sick, okay? And instead of doing what any of us would do in that situation and calling a vet and having the vet come out and look at the horse, she says, oh, I'm just going to wait it out and see if it gets better. Now, you don't have to be in the horse industry to understand this, but babies, like human babies, foals, puppies, I don't care what we're talking about here, it does not take them a long time to go from bad to worse, okay? So, like, once they start a downhill trend of being sick... It's kind of hard to just let them bounce back from that. Like you don't, you don't do that. <laughs> um, they need help. They need care. They're babies. Um, and, you know, obviously they don't, they, they can't talk to you and tell you what's wrong. Um, and so that's why vets are so important, right? So instead of calling a vet, um, she decides she's going to sleep on it. That pisses a lot of people off, okay? Because people know how quickly foals can go downhill, But also because she's constantly posting on social media talking about how if you can't afford a a vet bill, you can't afford to have horses. Okay. You know, so I see that there's a double standard there. So then she starts self-medicating this foal with Pepto-Bismol. Now, I've talked to my vet about this since hearing this. Um, I've never given my horses Pepto-Bismol. If you know anything about Pepto-Bismol when you take it as a human, it's either going to make you... Go number two or throw up, okay? So horses can't throw up. They don't have the mechanism to throw up. That's why colic is such a huge thing, right? So um, a baby, with she posted that this foal had diarrhea, which is why she was giving it Pepto-Bismol. So what happens if you give too much Pepto-Bismol to a foal and then constipate it and it can't throw up and it can't go to the bathroom... And it's not eating, it's not drinking, it's sick, it has a fever, whatever else. Like that's screaming like early signs of colic to me. Okay, but she posts about giving the pepto bismol. Not only gives it to the horse once, but twice in a huge amount. Okay, and then posts that she's having to rush him to the rush the fold to the emergency, you know, vet clinic. Nobody really knows if she actually did that. She says that her vet is the one that recommended the Pepto-Bismol. Nobody really knows if that was true. She could have just looked up like a holistic way to treat a horse for whatever on the internet. There's no telling. Then her next post is that the foal is dead. Okay. This is all unfolding on her Instagram stories. So obviously the horse industry on social media goes over this girl because she literally just let a foal die because of negligence because she didn't want to take it to the vet right when the issue first started, in everybody else's opinion, okay? And this is the feedback that I'm getting from not only, you know, my opinion, but also from social media, what people are saying, what people are talking about, what the big names that have seen this unfold think about this, okay? So I'm not a vet. I don't know what actually happened to that, that foal. I don't know if you know, there could have been anything done to make it better. I don't know, whatever. This is what I have a problem with. Why did she not go to the vet first, figure out how to fix the problem and then, you know, tell everybody about what happened later on? Why did she have to post about it on social media immediately? That makes no sense to me. Then you have, so Like I said, she's a very dramatic person. There's a lot of drama around her. That's why she has a lot of followers. But she also has a lot of followers that believe every single thing that she says and does and thinks that she hung the moon, okay? That's great. You're an influencer on Instagram. Fabulous. I'm happy for you. What I'm not happy about is what happens when you give advice like that, not knowing if it's the right call, doing something because you think you might be right or you think it might be okay, And someone else does the same exact thing, and they have to deal with the repercussions of that decision. So basically what I'm saying is, let's say her foal lived, okay? Let's say by some off chance that foal survived. Another little girl has an issue with her foal or her horse and decides to do the exact same thing because it worked for this girl, and her horse dies, Who's held accountable? Is it the little girl for believing you? Or it doesn't even have to be a little girl. Is it the girl or guy for believing you and doing what you did and trusting that it would work? Is it their fault? Is it their parents' fault for letting them follow you on social media? Or for not, you know, or their mentor's fault for not teaching them better or whatever? Or is it your fault for putting out bad information on the internet? That's my question. And that's why people are so mad. Because she's putting false information on the internet... And what happens when everybody starts doing that? And she's not the only one. There are trainers, quote unquote, horse trainers on TikTok that are doing the dumbest things I have ever seen in my life. And they're doing it for likes and they're doing it for views and they're doing it for attention and they're doing it to start arguments in the comment section. And they're posting about this on social media. What happens when someone else takes the exact same method that you did and that you maybe were okay doing or you survived and they die or their horse dies? Who's responsible for that? And why is that funny? Why is it being put out there for entertainment? Like, oh, yeah, this is going to freak this horse out, but I'm going to do it because it'll be funny. Or this horse isn't ready for me to start saddling and riding it yet. And I probably shouldn't post about it on social media unless I know how to explain the process and the steps and why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I'm going to post it anyways. That's the thing. If you don't think that you can explain to people the reason why something is a certain way or the reason why you're doing something a certain way or the reason why you're trying this or the reason why this. And it doesn't make sense when you try to spit out that explanation out loud. Maybe don't post it on the internet. Because you're going to upset a lot of people, first of all. But second of all, you're going to put a lot of information out there that probably shouldn't even be out there in the first place. There's some things that you don't have to post on the internet. There's some things that can be private, right? And, you know, the sad thing about it is, is there's so many people that are not involved in the horse industry and they see one person do something and they think that that's the right way to do it or they think that that's okay or they think that that's funny or they think that that's how everybody does it. Or maybe they think it's wrong and they think the whole industry is just as bad as you are, the person who posted it. You're ruining our industry. You're putting information out there that doesn't make any sense. And that's the other thing too. There are the people that go on there and they defend and they say, you know, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why this, this is why that. But then the people continue to argue with you and then you get frustrated and you start arguing back. And it's like, I hate to break it to y'all, but some people just don't want to learn. Some people don't want to be educated in the industry. Some people are literally on the internet to pick fights with you. Stop entertaining those people. Because what's happening is you're entertaining it and it's making you look bad. It doesn't make them look bad. Because you choose to feed into it and it's making you look bad because of how you respond to it. I think that it is so difficult... Being a trainer in this industry and having to watch people who have absolutely no idea what they're talking about gain a following on the internet. Like, if it were up to me, and I've said this before, and I will say it a million times again, you should have to take a test or meet certain requirements to be able to own horses and ride horses and whatever else. And the only reason why I say that is because I think people should take the time to learn. Go get a mentor, go work under a trainer, go, you know learn from someone in your family that knows what they're doing like this isn't the type of industry where where anybody can just jump into it and be successful and it's not safe to do that either we're talking about 1100 pound animals that have minds of their own that could literally kill you okay and everybody's like oh you know i want a horse i want this i want that and it's like okay go seek advice and help and guidance from someone who knows what they're doing because it's the people that don't do that that look like fools on the internet and that make the industry look bad and I'm not saying that if you can't find the best mentor in the world don't get into horses that's not what I'm saying at all but I'm saying Go find someone that's reputable. Go find someone you can trust and just ask questions. Just pick their brain. And if you feel like they're not the right person to be asking, then ask other people too. You can ask more than one person a question. Not everybody's going to have the same answer. Not everybody's going to agree with what the other person says. That's how the world works. But I also don't want people to just think that this is the type of industry that you can just wake up one day and decide, oh yeah, I'm going to buy a horse and I'm going to start posting about it on the internet and I know exactly what I'm talking about and I'm going to be successful at this because the people that are naive and think that this is going to be easy are the ones that have no clue what it's like to be in this industry. Because if you had a clue and you knew what it was like to be in this industry, you would never say that it's easy because it's not. This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Every single day. Let's switch gears for a second. Western influencers on social media. Hello. Hi. How are you? I love you guys. I think that you guys have changed this industry. I feel like you have helped this industry evolve into what it is today. And I think that you've inspired a lot of people. I see a lot of Western influencers getting upset about people using the Western lifestyle as an aesthetic on the internet. I get it. If someone is blatantly copying pictures and outfits of these influencers to a T, that's not original. That's copying. That's annoying. Nobody wants you to go and steal their ideas, steal, you know, their, the things that they've worked super hard for. Like, nobody wants to see that. And, and that's in anything. It doesn't have to be just, you know, the Western industry. It can be any industry. Like, if you're going to blatantly copy someone's stuff, like, that sucks. Like, nobody wants to see that, you know? Especially if you're not going to give credit where credit's due. And you're just going to take all the credit for it and be like, oh, yeah, haha, like, I'm the one that came up with this style. Like, no, you didn't. But this is the part that's a little weird to me. There are people getting upset with people that are wearing boots and hats and, like, being, like, what I would call, quote-unquote, a concrete cowboy. And don't, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm guilty of calling people this and being, like, ha-ha, like, you know, you, you don't even know what you're doing. Like, you're just dressing that way because you think it's cool. And then I started thinking, and I'm like, okay, Yellowstone came out. Like, everybody watches Yellowstone. You don't even have to be a horse person to watch Yellowstone. Um, And people realize that this is a lifestyle and an aesthetic that they want to be a part of. And not only that, but even before then, like, I mean, I live in Texas. There's people that own cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and go, you know, dancing on Thursday nights that have never even, like, seen a horse in person. That's okay. It's a lifestyle. There's so much to this lifestyle. Like, you don't have to just ride horses or own cattle or whatever to be... Western, Or to be a cowboy or a cowgirl. Like there are other parts of this industry. There are people that, you know, bale hay for a living. Like do they not get credit for that? Like there are people that, you know, grow the food we eat for a living. Do they get credit for that? There are chicken farmers. Do they get credit for that? Like there are people in this industry that, you know, live and breathe this every single day. But just because they don't ride a horse, that doesn't mean that they're not a part of our industry, y'all. Like let's not forget that. And this is the thing. You're getting upset with people for wearing boots and hats and calling it an aesthetic and, like, you know, whatever. How many of you guys own vans? Like, do you skateboard for a living? Or, like, do you own yoga pants? Do you, are you a yoga instructor? Do you take yoga classes? Like, Or do you just have the pants because you like it? Like, what's wrong with that? I own vans. I don't even know how to skate. I couldn't even skateboard if you asked me to. But it's, like, people are getting upset. It's, like, I wear men's cinches every single day and a button down every day. Okay. Like people are saying that. If I'm wearing that outfit as a horse trainer, does that mean that I should be upset when people wear what I wear to work every day as an aesthetic? Like should I get mad? Like if I if I own every single pair of Kimes jeans that there's that there is and I wear Kimes jeans every single day in a hoodie or, you know, a t shirt from a certain company or whatever and people start wearing that, should I get upset personally for people that are wearing that? Because that doesn't make any sense. And then the other thing is, is people are getting upset because like, oh, well, these models and these Western influencers are taking pictures with horses and horse trailers and barns and all of that. Let me explain this to you. So that's their job. They're getting paid. The owner of the boutique or the business or whatever that's asking them to do the shoot, they're getting to pick what shots they're taking. They're getting to pick how they're modeling whatever clothing items, all of that. So if you're saying that they shouldn't be allowed to do that because it's their job because they don't ride horses, so they shouldn't be allowed to model with horses because they don't ride horses, then actors and actresses who are in westerns or movies that involve riding horses or, you know, Seabiscuit or whatever, they shouldn't be allowed to act in those movies then, right? Because they don't train horses for a living or ride horses for a living. They're not part of the Western lifestyle, so they shouldn't be allowed to act in those. So let's just ex-nay all movies that involve horses, too. And then we'll ex-nay, you know, any Western influencers that take pictures with horses that don't actually own horses or aren't actually an active part of this lifestyle, and they're just faking it till they make it. Let's just ex-nay all that. Like, who cares? That doesn't make any sense. And the other thing is, is like, influencers are complaining because they don't want people outside the industry or like, quote-unquote, Want to be cowboys and cowgirls dressing like them. But what y'all fail to realize is those people are the reason that y'all have jobs in the first place. Because most of us that are actually in the industry and involve ourselves to in this on a daily basis, we don't have the time to put in the effort to dress how you guys dress. And we don't have the money to be able to support y'all and use every promo code that you offer. Like, I'm a horse trainer, baby. I'm broke. Like, I can't afford to support you guys. So in order for you guys to be able to make money and get your promo codes used and have a big following on social media, people have to use those promo codes. It's not always going to be people that train horses for a living or own cattle or do whatever. It's not always going to be the perfect person that's buying stuff or following you on Instagram. So I don't understand, like, you're getting mad because you're making money off these people. But, oh, no, don't dress like me. Don't buy the same stuff as me. I don't want you to do that. I just want you to pay me money and uh, follow me on Instagram and like my stuff. But don't dress like me. Like what? Your job is to influence. Your job is to inspire people. Right? Like if anything, y'all should be grateful that people are inspired. And wanting to take part in the aesthetic that you're putting out there. Because that's what's paying y'all and that's what's paying the companies that you're representing. And who would follow you if they weren't inspired by your style or your aesthetic? Like, who would who would follow you? And then speaking of the companies, like, as a business owner myself, I don't know how some of y'all get away with saying the things that you do on social media and still keep your jobs working for some of these big companies. Because acting like the industry is exclusive, that's not how we grow and build the next generation of cowboys and cowgirls. And if it's not important to these companies... To grow the industry, then why would they have started a company in the first place? And that's the other thing, too. Like, you get mad because somebody's modeling for a company that's not even a part of the industry. It's like, if it's not important to the company, if they're a part of the industry or not, then why is it important to you? I mean, all I got to say about that is that if you are sitting here ragging on people on social media because they're posting pictures with their horses or dressing to look like they're in the industry, you got too much time on your hands. Like, go ride your dang horse. Like, when you take the time to talk about other people, you're literally giving them a bigger platform by posting about them on, their, on your social media. Like, when you take the time out of your day to post about someone that bothers you or you don't like their aesthetic or whatever, you're giving people a reason to go look at their social media And either choose to like their aesthetic or not like their aesthetic or follow them or not follow them. Like you're just giving them a bigger platform. You do get that, right? Like when you're talking about people. I mean, take the training world, for example. Like if I sit here and talk bad about another trainer's methods, people are going to go look them up, right? What if they like their methods? Or what if they like the drama and they want to follow them to see how it all plays out? Like, I'm literally feeding those people followers. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know, guys. (laughs) It's just... Ugh, my gosh. And to go along with that, I mean... If you're making commentary about people that don't know what they're doing... Like, saying, like, you don't even know how to tie a halter. You can't ride. You this, you that. Like, when you're making generalized comments on social media... That are really about, like, one person in the industry... It makes people look around like, who, is she talking, is he talking, is it about me? Like, who, me? And when people, like, invest in the conversation because they think it is about themselves, the response from people that are, like, posting the original post are like, well, if the shoe fits, wear it. Ouch, you guys, ouch. There are literally so many people out there that want to be a part of this industry. And there are so many people that are inspired by this lifestyle. And we're really out here making comments to put down the ones that are new to this. And we may be targeting one person that we can't stand. But what's happening is, The people that are just starting out that maybe think the same way that that girl that we can't stand thinks, or maybe they just, maybe for the first time ever, they posted a picture on Instagram of them with a horse and they've been taking riding lessons for like a month and they're so excited to post about it. And then they post it and then all of a sudden, boom, something on Twitter says, oh, don't be posting about horses for an aesthetic. It's like, all right, people in the industry, we all know who you're talking about. And if we don't know who you're talking about, we'll definitely reach out to someone who does and we'll find out. But you're talking about one person or maybe a handful of people and you're making all these people that are really trying be like, oh, is this about me? Like, do I, does this apply to me? Does this, and then you're like, well, if the shoe fits, wear it. It's like, golly, like maybe it is about me. Maybe this isn't the place for me. Maybe this isn't the industry for me. And my question to all those people that feel the need to just, like, put people down. And it's not just, you know, people getting upset about one, one or two people. There are people all over the internet that are like, if you don't know anything about horses, don't get into horses. Like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're talking about. The industry doesn't need more fake people. Like, all of this. And, it like, I'm talking about girls that are, like, in high school in middle school that are just being mean. Where did you start? Did you come out the womb knowing how to tie a halter? Like, did you know anything about, like, proper saddle fitting when you first started? Do you know how to ride correctly? Like, do you even know how to do that now? Like, it's just mind-boggling to me that people are sitting there, like, hating on people for, you know, your riding etiquette is trash or you know, your your saddle is a piece of junk, like, you should get a better saddle, or, you know, you can't afford nice things, you shouldn't have a horse, like, gosh, guys, like, this is so harsh, and, like, it just makes me think, like, I was so fortunate to have what I had growing up, like, getting to grow up in the industry and being, like, practically born into this lifestyle that involved horses, but, like, not everybody got that privilege, That doesn't make me better than anyone else that wasn't born into it or didn't grow up in it. There are people out there that didn't get started in the horse industry until later in life. And some of them are more successful than the ones that have done it their entire lives. Like, I don't understand. And that's the thing. People sit there and they're like putting people down and telling people like, learn your place in the industry and blah, 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 blah. You're spending so much time talking about everybody else and what everyone else is doing. What are you going to do in 10 years when those people that you were talking bad about pass you up because they continue to be driven and passionate about it and all you did was run your mouth? How do you think that's going to make you look? Like, what are you going to do when the girl that you hate and love to hate does better than you and whatever it is that y'all are doing? How's that going to make you look? That's going to make you look big dumb. I'll tell you that right now. On the flip side if you are looking for your start in this industry and you want to be a part of this lifestyle call me okay i may not have the horses for you to ride because i'm not a lesson barn but i can dang sure hook you up with someone that has the right resources and knowledge to get you where you want to be where you want to be and believe me they are not going to care if you are posting about it on social media or not and if you see someone that's posting something on social media there is such an easy way to DM them privately or send them a message, send them a text, give them a phone call and say, hey, I don't know if you know or not, but your polo wraps are wrapped backwards. Or your horse doesn't need that noseband because he doesn't gap his mouth at the bit. It's, you don't need to use it for an aesthetic. It's pointless. Or, you know, your hand position would be better and more effective if you would just move your hands down. Like, there are ways to address people in private, that don't require you to make yourself look bad by commenting and making, making them like putting them down on the internet, literally. And that's the thing. It would be so much more effective if instead of going and doing these anonymous tweets and calling people out and whatever else, if you just DM to the person directly or just talk to them directly and got your point across so that they can fix the problem so that you can stop complaining about it. Because not everybody's going to see your tweet. Not everybody's going to read between the lines and be like, oh, this is definitely about me. And you're also calling people out that don't deserve to be called out. Because you're going to give people a freaking complex. Do I think it's wrong when people pump out false information into the world? Of course. But when I see someone posting generalized comments about people who shouldn't be in the industry... All that I have to say to everybody that's listening that has seen a comment like this and thought, dang, is that me? Do not feel personally victimized. Like just keep pushing to be the best that you can possibly be, keep doing your thing. If you feel like you're doing something that might have like led to you being quote unquote called out on the internet, reach out to someone that's knowledgeable and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, do you think I did this wrong? And that's the other thing too. If you don't know for a fact that you did everything right, maybe be careful about what you're posting because you post a video trying to explain something or you post a picture of you and and maybe something is off about the picture. Yes, people are going to talk about it. That's just the way that the social media world works, unfortunately. People don't know how to keep their mouth shut. So just don't take it personally, but just know that it's always best to just reach out to someone that knows what they're doing, knows what they're talking about, instead of posting it and acting like you have all the confidence in the world just to make yourself look bad okay to those of you who act like this industry is exclusive all that i have to say to you is you are not the only person that's allowed to post your horse or have horses in the world you're not the only person who knows what's best for this industry and you dang sure don't have the right to speak on behalf of the entire industry like if you're going to gatekeep the industry we don't want you here we want the industry to grow we want people to be involved we want people that are passionate about their successes here and if you're trying to keep people from being a part of this industry then please get out because the negativity is not what's going to help us be successful it's not what's going to help build the industry it's not what's going to help propel everybody forward and I mean, after all this, after seeing how this is all playing out for everybody, I hope that if I ever get into something new, whoever sees me when I'm first starting out shows me some freaking grace when I'm starting out because Lord knows I'm going to need it and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm not going to know everything as soon as I get involved. And I hope that the next time you're thinking about bashing people that are new to the industry on social media, you think about where you started. And you might not even be where the rest of us are yet you might think you are but to the rest of us you may not be where we are or even remotely close to where we are and how would you feel if you knew we were talking bad about you i mean who gave you the right it's disheartening y'all especially because there are little girls and boys that are on the internet that are seeing y'all act like this and thinking dang I really wanted to be a cowboy or a cowgirl when I grew up but now here I am and I wasn't born into this and I don't have all of the money and all the means in the world to be successful in this and I see all these people I look up to on the internet talking about it, about people like me that just want to that just want to give it a shot and now I'm thinking maybe next maybe next lifetime that's sad y'all Or, you know, you're getting mad because another Western influencer is stealing your aesthetic, stealing your style. Like, there are kids out there that want to dress just like you. And when you post on the internet saying like, oh, so-and-so is like, you know, copying me or whatever. They're like, dang, like, I really just wanted to dress like her because I idolized her. But now I'm feeling like I shouldn't because I don't want her to ever see me in public and get mad. I don't ever want to post about it on Instagram and tag her and then her get mad because I'm copying her. Like, come on, y'all. Be a light. The truth about all of this is that this lifestyle is tough. And yes, when people are posting, making it seem like it's so glamorous, it is frustrating. Because this stuff is hard. And like I said earlier, if you were actually in it, then you would understand how hard it is. And you wouldn't be posting about how easy it is all the time. But all that we can do for the people that are actually in it, for the people that actually understand it is to continue to be honest about this lifestyle on our platforms and keep focusing on ourselves. Because when we start focusing on people outside of the industry, outside of our goals, outside of what we're trying to achieve, we're just giving them a better platform. We're talking about girls that are manipulating you and your emotions into posting about them and giving them more attention. Stop worrying about them because eventually that's all going to take care of itself. People aren't stupid. People are going to know that there are real and fake in this industry. And when you're sitting here with their names in your mouth talking about how fake they are, the only person that looks bad is you. If you are looking for something that's inspirational or for girls that inspire you in the industry or, I mean, I don't follow a lot of Western influencers that are guys because I don't know where they are out there. So if you're out there, reach out to me. I would love to follow you. But there are some really amazing girls that inspire me and that are trying to pave the way for this industry to just flourish. And like for literally like we're going to the moon, y'all. We're going further than that. Like, we are going somewhere. And I want as many people to be a part of this as possible, and so do these women. So if you're looking for some inspiration, some girls that inspire the crap out of me on a daily basis. Abby Fogarty, her Instagram handle is rockhardabs. She's one of my best friends in the entire world. She obviously is an Instagram influencer. She posts real stuff. And is one of the very first people to tell you that Instagram and Twitter and all social media it's just a highlight reel. Lane Malone, her Instagram handle is stay in your lane. I am literally obsessed with her, her vibe, everything, everything that she says just like speaks from the heart. She posted about something on her stories the other day talking about little girls getting made fun of for dressing like her. That's some real stuff, y'all. And that is real in this industry. It's real in every industry. There's girls like Gypsy Jordy and Life Wayward that are out here just like pumping truth into the world, trying to promote brands and products that are actually coming from the heart. Like that's life changing. I mean, if you follow Gypsy Jordy on Instagram, you're gonna learn a, a learn a thing or two about the real world, about what's going on out there. And Katie from Life Wayward. She always speaks from the heart. She keeps life light and entertaining. And, you know, she's out here just trying to make a name for herself in this industry, just like the rest of us are. And she's honest about how real and how hard it is. And then one of my favorites ever, uh, Hannah Beth Virginia on Instagram her and katie from life wayward they do um they have the call me cowboy podcast together which is amazing if you guys haven't listened to it go listen to it but hannah virginia started dare to be a cowboy years and years ago and it is literally a nonprofit that is designed to help people that are not born into the cowboy and cowgirl way of life get started and if you're a first generation cowboy or cowgirl and you're trying to make it in this world that's the person you need to follow she's literally paving the way y'all and everybody else that is similar to them i'm finding new people on a daily basis that are great to follow they may not be influencers they may have a small following but they're out here posting truths and that's what it's all about it's about posting the good the bad and the ugly and letting people realize that there is always something going on behind the scenes but This industry is so cool, y'all. And I think that we need to start being more honest. And we need to start being more careful about what we post about. And I think that we need to start being a little bit nicer. And that's all I can really say. I know that there are definitely times when everybody's a little frustrated and, you know, oh, I have to post about this because I'm just so irked and whatever. That's the time when you reach out to your friends and say, hey, like, I'm pissed about this. Don't go put it on the internet because it's just making you look bad and it's just tacky. So, I hope that you guys were able to get something from this conversation. I know, like I said, not everybody that listens to this podcast is involved in the industry. I don't expect for you guys to be. I just don't want anybody to ever start listening to this podcast and then get involved in the lifestyle and think, dang, like, these guys suck. Like, they are just mean. And I want people that are still trying to make it know, like, I want y'all to know that you can do anything in this industry. You can bust your butt and you can become somebody. And there is no, like, there is no person in this industry that is going to be more successful than the others just because of how they were raised or because of the opportunities that they were given because there's opportunity to be successful in this industry literally everywhere and if you don't believe that then you haven't been around long enough because there are people every single day that are willing to lend a hand to help you out to get you to where you want to be and if you are unsure about how to Post something or talk about something like i said the biggest thing that i want to preach and the biggest point i want to get across is that if you are going to try to influence people on social media in the western industry or in the ag industry in general make sure that what you're saying is true and that you're educating and you're not miscommunicating with people and you're not pumping false information out because then it's going to take the rest of us to go out and say the opposite a million times before one person will be persuaded. And that's what's hard. Is that people are pumping the wrong information out there and we're having to go back and correct it. So, just be careful about what you post about. And that's in any industry. Just, if you don't know what you're talking about, just be honest that you don't know what you're talking about. It's just easier for everybody. And if there's somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about and it's frustrating you, the best thing that you can do is not to go and talk bad about them on the internet. The best thing you can do is reach out to them and offer a lending hand and a little bit of education. And if they want to be stubborn and not accept your help, then that's fine. But like I said, the industry will slowly weed those people out on its own. It doesn't need any help. That's what God's for. You don't need to be out here doing the Lord's work or what you think is the Lord's work. Because I promise you there's a reason for everything. So. I hope that you guys got some good information from this podcast. I hope that this was a wake up call for some of you. And I hope that this inspired some of you to be better. And I am going to get off my soapbox now. And get back to doing my regularly scheduled tasks for the day. I am super excited about the direction that this podcast is going, y'all. And I hope that y'all are, too. And I hope that my vulnerability and honesty in this episode hits home for some of y'all and makes you realize that this world is so much bigger than any one of us. So be nice, be kind, show some grace. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.